What is this? Take 12? I don't know. I've, I've done so many of these cold opens and it, it just it just doesn't go well <laughs> or isn't so far. I think this is nine, if I'm being honest. And a couple times I was interrupted by a phone call, but all the other times, I don't know. I'm just off my flow today and it just doesn't, doesn't sound good. So I've had to scrap them. The last one I got further into uh, the episode than all the other ones. And I got to one point, I'm just like, I don't like this. (laughs) Just scrapped it and started over. So here we are. Welcome to hopefully what is the latest episode of No Green Eggs. I want to thank all of you for the, the reactions and the feedback from the last episode. Never tried that before. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go. A reaction to a, a music video on a podcast that isn't visual, I, I didn't I didn't know how that would go, and it, it didn't it went well. I was actually surprised, and I, I hope that I was able to um, make all of you aware of this fantastic artist that most of the world didn't even know existed until a couple months ago, and uh, I'm hoping that that just you know helps him out. His name is Ren. I can I don't know why I always bury the lead for no reason whatsoever. Uh, especially with this, cause we already did the video or the, the reaction. Um, Ren is very talented and very, he's young and, you know, going through a lot right now with his health, but you know, he's going to come out the other end and be all the better for it. He's going to improve his life. And when he gets out of there, um, and he's in Canada right now, when he gets back home, uh, he's going to do some great things and I can't wait to see what happens. So, Look, um, keep watching him. <laughs> I ran, I put a, a link to his videos and stuff in the last episode. I'm not going to do it again. You can just go to that one. And there were a couple of videos that were released afterwards after I did this. And those were just unbelievable. There are a couple of uh, duets that he did um, with this. Um, what's her name? Ex Chinchilla. And she's also from Great Britain. And they did really well together. So check those out. Now for this week, we are going to talk about St. Patty's Day because that is coming up this weekend. Or is it the end of the week? What day is it? It's the 14th. So 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Right? It's the 17th? Yeah, sure. So St. Patrick's Day. Now I usually do something with these holidays. Like I I talk about uh, weird traditions and stuff like that. And I thought I would look up a weird tradition for this, for for this holiday. I think I did one last year, but I can't remember exactly what it was. And I don't know. Usually you guys like this. So let's, I don't know. Hopefully you like this one. Uh, Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to two new listeners, or I should say two new countries that were added to listeners. And I'm assuming one is Qatar, Qatar, 
And I don't know how many, it doesn't tell me exactly how many in each country. It just gives me like a percentage and it's less than 1%. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's probably just like one person. Uh, and the other one is Japan and Japan, that might be one person, but it might be more. I don't know. Um, I know once you get into Japan, <laughs> some reason I've looked this up. Once you get into Japan, like it takes one person, and then you're, you're just inundated with, um, with fans. And I hope that's the case <laughs> with this episode or with this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I think high Ren actually, uh, opened up the door to, to those two countries and, uh, some more listeners from, um, where was it? Oh, Puerto Rico. We, we got more listeners from Puerto Rico and, uh, more from Canada, more from Germany. And I think it's all because of this, uh, the last video or the last, uh, podcast. So, uh, welcome Qatar. How did I get to Qatar and, and Japan? It's crazy. Um, but welcome. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. This is mostly just ramblings for those of you that don't know and are, are new to the podcast. And usually I get sidetracked because I don't usually write down notes. I, I do have notes, but I, I never look at them and it, it, it just, I don't know, it gets me into rabbit holes and, and I get jumbled up in my words, but hopefully, hopefully I'll get better with that. I don't know. This has been three years now and, uh, not much improvement. So here we go. St. Patrick's day. So everyone knows, or at least most people know, uh, I don't know if those of you in Qatar know, um, Qatar it is Qatar, right? I keep, it sounds like I'm saying guitar, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. Um, I'm, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the holiday. Uh, there's, you know, boiled food and lots of green everywhere, some parades and beer. And then sometimes the beer is green. And then of course I, I think Starbucks does like the, the, what the green smoothies or is that that's McDonald's McDonald's does that the green shakes. What is that called? I don't know. And I don't know who else does green stuff. <laughs> really should have looked this up. Um, actually, it doesn't matter. Just probably just shouldn't have brought it up at all. So uh, I wanted to look into, like I said before, weird traditions based around this holiday, just to like kind of let all of you know of, of different things going on in the world that you might not know of. And last year, I believe I did one that was in the US. I think it was down south. They did something crazy. Um, and maybe it like something that lasted like 10 days. I don't think it even lasts 10 days in Ireland, but I thought in light of, and this is really crazy in light of one of the new listeners in Japan, I found that Japan celebrates St. Patrick's day. Not only do they celebrate it though, they probably rival even those people in Ireland. And that might sound crazy, but when Japan does things, they go all out and we know that. And I, I think I did an episode about the last samurai and we went to traditions and stuff like that and, and, and things that they do. And I've even had like Christmas things, like Christmas, they, uh, they eat Kentucky fried chicken. They, they adapt or they, they adopt, not adapt, adopt all these different cultures and, and, and things. And they, they end up superseding. <laughs> the the homelands of that 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 those traditions and make it better and i'm not saying that they do that with this with uh, st patrick's day but they go all out and 
not only that, they have 15 really massive St. Patty's Day parades, and that's spread out through all the different um, states and stuff and cities. And I was reading on um, a website. It's um, it was called uh, Irish Central, and this writer ended up going because they they heard really Tokyo does this St. Patrick's Day parade that's probably bigger than anywhere else, including Chicago. Which you know, those of you that know, Chicago's river is green every uh, St. Patty's Day. Uh, they take it very seriously, and he went, or this person went, and they were like completely blown away with not only do they celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but they've adapted or adopted many of like the Ireland's like cultural, I don't know, Ireland's culture. (laughs) And they're like, why? How is this a thing? And so when they went, they stepped off the airport or stepped up to the airport. They left the airport, went into town or wherever they were staying, and they saw Irish pubs everywhere. And it's these aren't just pop-ups. These are there. And they were like, why? What is what is the relationship? Like, why, why do we have so many of so much of our culture in Japan? And not only did the did they have these pubs, these Irish pubs, they had Irish people working in these pubs. And shops and and different locations. So it was like it was like the little little Ireland inside of Japan. And it's much bigger than that, actually. What what happened was Japan basically they threw like all of their, I don't know, what do you call it? Diplomatic things or whatever. <laughs> I know. Very technical. Um they had brought over so much from Ireland as far as like Irish tech companies, Irish food products, financial service companies, Irish universities, uh, heritage goods, uh, culture. Uh, It's just, they've brought over so much from Ireland that they've basically become like sister countries to Ireland. And the reason that they... I don't know, have these parades is because they see themselves just as much Irish as they see themselves as Japanese. And it's, it's insane. It's so cool. Um, but you never would have think thought that. In fact, in two, 2020, I think it was 2020, they actually brought over um, an Irish government building. So basically the, um, what do you call that? Where did the diplomats go? <laughs> an embassy um, into Japan. And not only that, but that's the diplomatic flagship in all of Asia for Ireland is in Japan. And that's actually in, in Tokyo. It's called the Ireland house. And it's just, they, they bring over uh, rugby and, and soccer and I'm sorry, football and all these different things are all celebrated and practiced in Japan. And during St. Patrick's Day, they go all out. They have parades, just like you would see in Times Square. Uh, it's Times, no, it's not Times Square. It's Fifth Avenue, and they have um, they wear kilts, they have bagpipes. There are thousands, thousands in the parade, and like almost two hundred thousand spectators on the sides of the streets. 
And these streets, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a picture right now. It's actually a, a video on, on Twitter from this person that the, the article is written by. It's a wide avenue, kind of like uh, in New York. And there's thousands. I mean, the, the parade, you can't even see how far it is. And then the people on the sides. One thing I want to take note of is it's so clean. <laughs> the streets, everything. There's an overpass. Everything is incredibly clean. Um, and there's Irish and Japanese flags everywhere standing together. And uh, there's bagpipers, like I said. Uh, there's also a green samurai. So green uh, samurai donned in green gear, like uh, traditional gear with swords and everything. It's, it's a lot of, it looks like a lot of fun. So this person went and, and was able to enjoy all these traditions and, and it was like being at home, they said. It, it just was unbelievable. They have Irish food, they have Irish beer, they have their own take on, <laughs> and they brought Irish, I, I guess it's fusion, Irish and, and Japanese fusion, but it's really just like, there's one thing that the, the person talks about, Irish soy noodles. It's not Irish at all, but they they make it as <laughs> they call it Irish, and they they really aren't making fun of it. They are just they're so happy to, to. I mean, they just want all these cultural like traditions and all these different things. They just want to be a part of them, and they go all out. It's it's really really cool. Uh, So the enthusiasm, I'm reading this from the article, the enthusiasm for Irish literature and culture is unmistakable. There are Japanese harp companies here that hand make traditional Irish harps to exacting Irish specifications. There are Irish traditional singing circles and salid bands. I cannot pronounce that. It's Gaelic. There There is even a Japanese version of Anuna, the choral ensemble made famous by Riverdance. Uh... It's the person just goes on to say how remarkable it is. And uh, let's see, moving on. Like many consulates, even our our Irish pubs tell a story about who we are to the world. Friendly, funny, tolerant, up for the craic. And here's a poster of our famous writers to remind you that we're also poets, thinkers, and philosophers too. And it's mirrored there in Japan. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely just... Amazing. I never would have thought that. And when I, when I started looking this up, like crazy things, this isn't crazy as far as like weird. It's, it's weird to, for us to think about, like they, they couldn't be further away from Ireland and they're celebrating St. Patrick's day. That's what's weird. And, but it's, it's not weird when you look into it and how much they, they love Ireland and they love the culture and they love to adopt these different things and they go all out. It's not weird at all. And it it just looks, it looks amazing. It looks like something that I think any Irish person, person, Irish person (laughs) would love to, to experience because you get everything that you have here in America with St. Patty's day and I'm in Ireland, I'm assuming it's St. Patty's day and you can just do it there with people who adore you and love what you bring to them, you know, and, or what, I don't know. It just looks like a lot of fun. And that was just a rambling of me of this fantastic little, um, tradition that I found. And, uh, this article goes on and on and on and uh, all the different things that not only in St. Patty's day, but all these different 
things that they do throughout the year that honor and they've adopted from Irish tradition and from celebrations. And they've, you know, uh, like I said, they brought rugby there because of their relationship with Ireland. I didn't realize that. Uh, I have found that visitors coming to Japan for the Rugby World Cup should know that their hotel visits are likely to be among the most memorable they have ever experienced. Okay, that that goes into something else. Uh, it was mentioned somewhere else in the article about why it's brought there, and um, then they they this person ends up going into like um, what to do when you're staying there. So anyway, that is um, a weird, not weird tradition for St. Patrick's Day, and uh, I'm glad I found it. And it's it's fitting that now I have a new listener or how many listeners from Japan. Welcome. And uh, if you are listening to this one, you do feel like reaching out and you're in Japan. Tell me, what else do you do during the spring season? Because I, I was actually reading, um, this isn't just St. Patrick's Day, the, the one day. They like a lot of spring. And, and it might just be this person was experiencing that, but a lot of spring is based around St. Patrick's Day in Japan. So let me know. Is that true? What do you do? Um, and then also tell me, how did you find my podcast? <laughs> and okay, so there we go. All right. In light of St. Patrick's Day and this episode being what it is, I'm going to go ahead and read a new patent, not a new one. Uh, this is from 1999, so it's you know not as old as the other ones I've done, but it's called Beer Brains, and I figured that that would be um, fitting for <laughs> what, what we're talking about now. And seriously, there's a lot of beer that's drank, drinking, drunk, drunken <laughs> during St. Patrick's Day, so it's not that far of a stretch. Okay, so this is called Beer Brains, and the picture itself, I mean, okay, there are several pages of a diagram there's more about this than there was about the the what well, the bat suit that for flying out of windows during a fire that was like a page and then one page for drawings this is how many pages is this like 20 pages and the first 10 are the drawings of the actual product and there's not much to it i think that there would be much more involved in the bat wings the life-saving bat wings, I should say, than this. Because when you look at it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, you see, the first picture is this gentleman with a keg on his head. And like not like a keg in the metal sense or what you would find in a bar. This is like a keg or a barrel that you would find in a factory with a tap on it. And I don't know. It's, it's great. Okay, so this is from October 19th, 1999. It's, it's patented. And, oh man, there's so many drawings and it doesn't make any sense. They're all the same drawing, but they have different numbers on them. I'm not going to read all of this because there are three, four pages of what this is. I'm just going to read the first page. And I'm not going to go over all the details. There are so many figures with so many um, numbers on all these different things that correlate. Uh, I don't. 
it's just, I, it, it's ridiculous. Okay. So let's read the purpose or the background of the invention, first of all. So it's actually called the substance dispensing headgear. That's the technical name. I think that's how they got it past the U.S. Patent Office. Okay, here's the quote. This is all from the thing. And I started reading some of it. And I thought it was just me, like not being able to read, but it's it it's not. The grammar is pretty awful in places. So if it sounds like I'm messing up, I'm really not. Uh, this is right from the source. Background of the invention. Based upon a need for containing a substance centuries ago, a vessel's a vessel was invented. Later, to dispense the substance, a spigot was invented. Both are stationary devices. Transporting the substance was either by animals or mechanical means, with limited, restrictive, and or regulated distances and locations. Summary of the invention. To resolve this, the inventor has invented a means for transporting a substance by way of the contained substance being equally distributed upon a person's head, resulting in the holding, dispensing, and transportability of the substance to, from, and at a location during any time. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> the invention comprises wearable headgear for holding and dispensing a substance to, from, and at a location. They just said that. It is worn upon a person's head for access to at a location during any time without hindering or obstructing the wearer's use of other appendages. Because that's such a worry. The headgear has advantages which solves previously existing problems of a contemporary container which was heavy, unmanageable, and remains stationary. The headgear is made of molded food-grade plastic, resulting in being lightweight and transportable. All right, let's pause. There is a difference between drinking beer from a plastic cup and drinking from a, a, a glass and or drinking from a bottle versus a can. It changes the taste. Having beer sitting on someone's head, warming up from their ego, doesn't sound appealing when it's in plastic. And just wanted that to be said. And then what, what, who, <laughs> who was so upset by the fact, but, but, but I'm, I'm stumbling because I'm just flabbergasted. Who found the traditional bar scene to be inconvenient for dispersing beverages? Using a tap that's always cooled, that's always chilled, and that people come to the bar, come to the bar person, bartender, if you will, and get the beer and then take it back to them. Or or have a wait staff that bring it to them. What was so difficult or so unappealing or inconvenient <laughs> about that? That they needed to do this. Okay. Here we go. Moving on. Um, I, I don't even remember where it was. Okay. It's wearability upon a person's head allows the substance to be held, transported, and dispensed to, from, and at a location for instantaneous usability and frees the wearer's hands for other purposes. Instantaneous usability. Okay. 
One aspect of the invention provides a transportable dispensing receptacle for a substance. The receptacle comprises a container enclosing a chamber to carry the substance. The container includes a bottom wall defining a generally flat surface to maintain the container in a freestanding condition when placed on a horizontal surface. Okay, that makes sense. You want to take it off your head because it's stinking heavy and you want to, you know, you're not not have spinal injuries. You got so you got to place it down. So instead of it just rolling off the counter or wherever you're placing it, probably on the person's table because you're like, I just walked 30 feet and I feel like dying. I'm going to place it on your table. So you don't want it to fall off. So it has to be flat on the bottom. Great. That's fine. The receptacle also provides that. I'm sorry. That wasn't (laughs) part of it. I just added that. Moving on. The receptacle also provides a spigot spaced above the bottom wall and secured to the container in communication with the chamber. That's a great, like why use communication? Again, that was me, not this. Moving on. The spigot carries a valve including an external handle to manually move the valve between an opened and a closed position. In the open position, the valve opens communication, (laughs) again, communication, with the chamber to dispense the substance by gravity, suction, pressure, or levity flow when the container is in the freestanding condition. So there's four different ways that it could happen. So this isn't even like a patent for a very specific device. I'm sorry. I'll move on. In the closed position, the valve closes communication with the chamber to retain the substance in the chamber. The receptacle further includes a hat-like recess formed within the bottom wall, sized for wearing on an individual's head, and for maintaining the container in the freestanding condition during hands-free ambulation of the individual. (laughs) I love that they're using big words for this. (laughs) It just makes it even better. Okay, in, and now the next few lines, in is in bold. So this is, I guess, signifying the application. So in one embodiment, the container includes a mount for the spigot, including means for removing the spigot from the mount for repair or replacement with another spigot. In one embodiment, the container includes an identifiable spatial form. In one embodiment, the spigot includes an identifiable spatial form. In one embodiment, the container includes a fitting or recess to support an external object. In one embodiment, the container encloses a second chamber to carry a substance and further includes a second spigot in communication with the second chamber. I hate this. In one embodiment, Insulating material surrounds the chamber. <sighs> Two. <laughs> that was the first column is labeled one, second column is labeled two. Okay. I don't know why. Another aspect of the invention provides a transportable receptacle for dispensing a substance comprising a container enclosing a chamber to carry the substance. <laughs> The container includes a bottom wall defining a generally flat surface to maintain the container in a freestanding condition when placed on a horizontal surface. There's so much repeating in this. The receptacle also includes a mount in the container spaced away from the bottom wall. Why is this over and over and over again? Okay. According to this aspect of the invention, the receptacle includes a family of spigots, a family now. There was one or two. Now there's a family of spigots presenting different identifiable spatial forms. 
The spigots are constructed and arranged for interchangeable placement on or in the amount or in the mount. I'm sorry. That was my fault. In communication with the chamber. Each spigot includes a valve to regulate gravity, suction, pressure, or levity flow of the substance through the spigot when the container is in the freestanding condition. It would be so funny if they used like a siphon and it, the, the person carrying on their head has to, you know, like a, a siphon for um, like a gas tank, but they had to use their mouth <laughs> to take it out. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, moving on. The receptacle also includes a bat-like, oh no, <laughs> I, I wish it said bat-like. It actually says hat-like. Hat-like recess formed within the bottom wall. The hat-like recess is sized for wearing on an individual's head and for maintaining the container in the freestanding condition during hands-free ambulation of the individual. Love that word. In one embodiment, the valve of at least one of the spigots includes an external handle to manually move the valve between an opened position, opening communication with the chamber to dispense the substance by gravity, suction, pressure, or levity flow when the container is in the freestanding condition, and a closed position, closing communication with the chamber to retain the substance in the chamber. That was a really long sentence. In one embodiment, the container, oh, I'm sorry, in one embodiment, the container includes an identifiable spatial form. We already know that. Everyone knows that. Another aspect of the invention provides a family of transportable receptacles for dispensing substances. The family of receptacles comprises a family of containers presenting di- different. <laughs> Every sentence has multiple words or multiples of the same word. And it's just great. The family of receptacles comprises a family of containers presenting different identifiable spatial forms. Each container enclosing a chamber to carry a substance and includes a bottom wall defining a generally flat surface to maintain the container in a freestanding condition when placed on a horizontal surface. Surface. I Did we not know that? We didn't know that yet, right? Each container also includes a mount spaced from the bottom wall and a hat-like recess formed within the bottom wall size for wearing on an individual's head and for maintaining the container in the freestanding condition during hands-free ambulation of the individual. <laughs> oh, deja vu. The family also includes a family. <laughs> <laughs> why, why family? Oh, man. Okay, moving on. We're almost done. The family also includes a family of spigots presenting different identifiable spatial forms. Each spigot is constructed and arranged for interchangeable placement on or in the mount in communication with the chamber. Each spigot includes a valve to regulate flow of the substance by gravity, suction, pressure, or levity through the spigot when the container is in the freestanding condition. Kill me. In one embodiment, the valve of at least one of the spigots includes an external handle to manually move the valve between an open position, open communication with the chamber to dispense the substance by, by what? Let me tell you. Gravity. Say it with me. Gravity. Suction. Pressure. Or levity flow. When the container is in the freestanding condition and a closed position, closing communication with the chamber to retain the substance in the chamber. That's the description and the explanation. And I think, I don't know. I mean, everything was mentioned 16 times. The next section is the brief. (laughs) I love that they say brief, brief description of the drawings. There are 
38. I, I think there's 38 figures. They're all the same. They're all repeats. Just as like I was reading repeats of everything that, that they wanted to say, they made this longer than it needed to be. It did not need to be even a full paragraph, just a few sentences and everyone would have gotten it. You get the picture and you basically understand what it is. And how is this a patent? And how was it approved? (laughs) I don't know. Okay, there's so much to read as far as what each figure is. I guarantee it's all just repeats of the last figure. And we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do it to you. I don't want to do it to myself. So this is the... (laughs) I can't remember the name anymore. The Substance Dispensing Headgear, a.k.a. The beer, what beer something? What was it called? The beer brains. I just, I think this is more ridiculous than the bat wings. This is unbelievable. (laughs) This is incredible. It was filed in 1998. It was approved in 1999. Um, Yeah. Inventor, do you, should I say it? I just like I, I I feel like it's it's mean to say it. Um there's a primary examiner, there's an attorney, agent, or firm. Oh, there's an abstract. I didn't I didn't read the abstract. A headgear for dispensing a substance as no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> We've already been there. I thought that it was maybe the patent office that did it, but no, no, it's 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 this person. Um yeah. So this person is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The address has a room number. Isn't that just a hotel? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> okay, so that is this episode of No Green Eggs. Happy St. Patty's Day to all of you that celebrate it. And uh, especially to you people in Japan who are now listeners. Uh, happy St. Patty's Day. Enjoy. And uh, send videos of uh, of the celebrations. That'd be great. I would love to see that. And so would listeners. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, if you want to reach me, uh, comment or, or whatever, uh, you can go to No Green Eggs podcast on Instagram and send me a direct message or comment to the post about this episode or any episode. I also have a questionnaire on Spotify. Um, now that anchor.fm actually became Spotify podcasts, uh, the whole thing changed, but everything, actually everything's the same, but on my end it, it changed, but it actually looks much, much better. Very happy to be a part of Spotify and, uh, be privy to all of their, their tools and, and things to help us with this podcast. It's, it's really great. So glad for that. That's a good change. And, um, yeah, so you can reach me in those two ways and, uh, or you can email me at what is it? No green eggs podcast at Gmail. And that's it. All right. So until next time, see you, not see you. <laughs>